Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You look very cool. Thanks. Thank you. What with my long sleeve t-shirt that came in a pack of three in a plastic bag. and I'd come in a pack of three. You often do, I've noticed. Actually. <laughs> it always comes in threes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, man, 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 oh, man. How are you? Never better, Chris. Not the answer I expected from you. Okay, let's go down this path. What? What? Why? Why so? How so? Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I've started saying the opposite of everything I feel. Ah, there it is. Okay. And it's improved my life drastically. But right there, is that the opposite of what's actually going on? No. So that, but the no is the. Hmm, this is going to be a conundrum for the rest of the episode, isn't it? Chris, today my company had our Halloween party. Oh, yes. Oh, and it's the spookiest time of year because today it is Halloween. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of free food. Yeah. It's mostly dessert. Really? Not mostly macaroni and, and cheese? And the spookiest entree of all. Uh, yes. Macaroni and cheese. I didn't mean to spoil it for you. I didn't know if we were getting there. <laughs> now. All right. All right. I think we've only talked about this off mic so far it's probably for the best to be honest <laughs> but can you please fill us in on what your company decided to do for their halloween party we had a mac and cheese bake-off mm. Mm. and this bake-off obviously was great because you work at a place with a large kitchen and a lot of <laughs> culinary supplies and things like that i think it's a restaurant or something like that is that correct yep yeah yeah. Still opposite. But, but you're still doing the opposite thing. Still doing anyway, the opposite thing. Uh, yeah. No. Well, and it turned out better than I. I I'm going to level with you. I was I was a negative on the whole thing, but it turned out better than I expected. Here's the thing, though. It was a bake off. No one overloaded the microwave. They got hot plates. <gasps> oh, right? plot twist. Yes. So but here's here's the thing. That, Plate that, twist. That, yeah. Mm, here's see. the thing that um, made it a little difficult for me. We were the judges, like everyone at the company. We like there were sheets to fill out about which one. Literally, you you meant you and Mel. (laughs) They were like, "Hey, you two, eat all of this." (laughs) You idiots! Hey, Andrew, you've eaten a lot. (laughs) Uh, But no, there were sheets, so we all were doing it. And I took a bite of each and went, "Man, yeah, those all taste like mac and cheese." Yes, yes. How many varieties of mac and cheese were there? Six. Give us some of the highlights, Andrew. They were all mac and cheese. One of them, and this was amazing, one of them was Kraft Easy Mac. Can't go wrong with that. You know what? People really liked that one. No kidding. So does <laughs> the rest of the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, who won? Who won? Was there I, any special recipe that won? No. Or was, are we all winners? Because we the, all get mac and cheese. There were winners, but they were all just mac and cheese. No one put anything special in the mac and cheese to like put it up, like kick it up a notch. They didn't like emerald this bitch. No. Somebody used Velveeta. Wow. Wow. Somebody went all out. Wow. Wow. Um, somebody went really all out on the mac and cheese if you're using Velveeta. Yeah. Because if it's Velveeta, then it's Velveeta cheese and mac. You know what I'm saying? There was other stuff that was good because we had to, it was like a potluck. Right. Um, so Mel made from scratch peanut butter chocolate cookies with a Hershey kiss on the top. Ooh. It was and very then good. And put it in a pot of mac and cheese. <laughs> One of them had, I will say this, uh, but nobody could taste it because the guy said he only put a few in. But um, one of the mac and cheeses had a. I don't even want you to finish the sentence. <laughs> had a 
had some white chocolate chips. Really? That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. That sounds bad, but I'm like, good on you for like trying to kick it up. Well, that's the thing, though. If you make a whole dish of mac and cheese and put three chips in. That's true. Then, yeah, that's the chef's surprise. This is the guy who made the craft mac and cheese. And then just put three. I guess. I don't know how many it was. I couldn't taste it. By the way, if, if he's doing craft mac and cheese, then he's not... The culinary expert that thinks up like, let's try white chocolate to sweeten this thing up. Yeah. That means that there were three white chocolate chips <laughs> sitting in his cabinet, loose on a shelf somewhere. And when he pulled the box down, they fell into the pot. Okay, and he's gosh. like, I don't have the effort or the time yeah. or the indignation to just get that out. Yeah. So that just stays in there. And now it becomes part of the recipe. But it was pretty good. Uh, they also I did dress up as well. I went in costume. I thought you meant you wore a suit, (laughs) which I guess for you could be in costume. Yeah. Every single day I go to work, I wear a human suit, but uh, I wore my T-shirt that has my the Tony Stark arc reactor on it. Uh And I also have a skeleton hoodie. So I put that on over and I was Tony Stark at the end of Endgame. This is not 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 applauding the fact that that was. That was a good costume. I'm applauding the fact that you chose a costume so deep of a cut that it is guaranteed that no one in your office knew what the hell you're doing. Melinda went as Mr. Miracle. Was it the same Mr. Miracle yes. costume? You, okay, so <laughs> yeah. Melinda went as something that you had in the closet already. Yeah. And you went as another thing you already had in the closet already. Yeah. It was the white chocolate chip of Halloween costumes. It, yeah, it just fell into there. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. How That's are a, you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. Oh, you're doing the opposite thing, too. I'm doing the too. opposite thing. I'm giving yeah. it a try. I'm starting it out right now. And uh, it seems to you're be going... You're not starting it out right I'm now. I'm not starting it ever. And it's... <laughs> It's going terribly. <laughs> Wait, so it's going well. You'll never know if I've stopped or started. That's the great thing. Yeah, yeah. we're going good. We're dealing with some. Um, we're dealing with some like late breaking news drama. Yeah, some late breaking. Oh divorce in my house Sarah will come on the mic and fill in all the facts in just a moment but uh, no we're dealing with like some late breaking drama oh fuck it I'll share it I don't care no one listens no one that is involved in this listens to this podcast and if they do I don't give a damn anyway so so it involves Sarah so it involves no it doesn't it involves my kid's school we're pretty sure Emerson's teacher is leaving and he's gonna have to have a new teacher that will make for I don't think I went over the drama of what last year was with all of his teachers on the mic but just so everyone is caught up that will make in two years five teachers five you heard that right there are five teachers that my kid has had in simply two grades i know and it's not even november and we're already down sounds like he's getting a well-rounded education oh isn't he just i can't and they're like don't worry it won't change anything and i'm like you're right i can't see how this something might fall through the cracks on this how many of those have you thought like yeah that one needed to be switched out one. One. Literally. Well, I actually, no. There, that's a lie. There was one that, there was one that I was like, oh, I don't know if she's going to last. Like, right before she disappeared forever, you, we, both Sarah and I saw her. And it, at first we were like, maybe she's just sick. And like, because it was around, it was around this time of year, actually, last year. 
And, you know, it, it, she works in a school, kids, sickness, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just gets passed around. And you get, when you get sick off of a kid, they give you like the uncut like shit right there. Like it's the, it's the good shit. You know what yeah, I mean? The pure influenza. It's the pure, pure shit right there. So she was looking pretty rough and we were like, oh, she's sick. And then she was out for a couple of days and then she just kept being out and we're like, oh, she's done. Oh. She's just out. Maybe like, she died. Maybe, but she was the only one where it was like, yeah, I don't know. She's going to hang on for a long time. Yeah, she was fine. I had nothing against her, but she didn't like light my world on fire. Yeah. yeah. And by that, I mean real ugo. No, that's not true. That's not. She's fine. Um, Here's a question. Yes. Do you think that it's your son's fault? (laughs) I can't rule it out. I'm honest. If I'm if I'm totally open. Yeah. I can't rule out that he's a factor. Because, like, if there's someone, if you have a friend who's, like, constantly dating and it doesn't, it never lasts very long and the the dates keep switching right. in and, and out. And they're like, I, why can't I find love? And you're like, well, there's one common right, denominator exactly. here, jackass. Yeah, I can't, I mean, he, you know, my, listen, my kid runs very hot. Uh, like, I told a couple of stories on this show. You think it's like a Dennis the Menace kind of situation? I, you know, usually he's really nice. But when he goes off, he goes off. And it yeah. goes, like I said, it's very like, yeah. you know, this my kid operates at a 10 on like a calm day. You're like, come to yeah. think of it, that one who just quit after the first day, she did mention something about him staring her down while he took a shit on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been trying to break him of that. And I'm yeah. like, after a while, I'm just happy my floors are clean. And then he yells, pick it up. <laughs> Actually, he he did something like that to, to Sarah today. She was he was like, "Can I have a popsicle?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And then like we got distracted. She was like talking and stuff. And then he just went popsicle. And we were like, Jesus Christ! He's good at asking He's for like, what he wants. Popsicle. And I'm like, whoa. Holy cow. Uh, my kid is calling for me right now. I can hear him crying in another room and I'm not doing it. I'm not going. That sweet, sweet, <laughs> uncut a, stuff. I'm a professional right here. Yeah. I'm let him cry it out. I'm not a professional father. I'm a professional podcaster, which means I put the needs of this podcast ahead of my child. And by that, I mean, Sarah hasn't come out and told me to go inside. But when she does, <laughs> I'll probably have to stop. What's she doing? She's in with the kids. I think she's in with the kids right now. She was. So that's why she they're was putting them down. <laughs> that's what, yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. much. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break. Don't shake your head at me. That was a fine place to start. Don't start. You can edit it back. You can, there's a, There were like three points you could put this in, okay? I, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and like cycle through like three or four more teachers before the end of the show. My name is Chris Reeple. Alongside me, as always, this is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Now you've prevented me from being able to edit it back early because you've referenced another thing. No, but yeah. I started it again. So actually, you just did it. Oh, are you doing the opposite thing again? No, you see, I started it and then I started and then I said something and then I started it again. You could edit that right there. But then when I got done, you said something about me referencing something and now you just fucked yourself so you fell into my trap jackass yeah <laughs> fucking win bitch 
fucking win, bitch. Uh, please stop that immediately. A fucking win, bitch. <laughs> it's the opposite of stopping. Are we ready to start? Ah, wait, no. Should I, I just to, get going? Let me put the cap on my kombucha. Is it kombucha or kombucha? It's kombucha. This <laughs> is borderline offensive. Um, You're borderline offensive. You're borderline personality disorder. <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh, I am. And you fucking take that back. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is already off Can to... Can we get a new teacher in here, please? Yeah, sure. Start. Let's start this. Whatever. Let's do it. Chris! Yeah! No One Will Save You isn't just a great title for your love life. It's a new <laughs> film on Hulu. And it's got everything. It's got aliens, hermits, 18 actors who still can't get their SAG cards because they didn't have any lines in the movie, metaphors, dead children. Chris! What did you think about No One Will Save You? I really like this movie. I really, really do. I th- I think it's, you know, when you you go into a movie and it hasn't had 20,000 trailers that you've seen or like bus ads or like just word of mouth or whatever. And like you, you just kind of find it and then you watch something just going in completely unaware of what it is and you're like. God damn, that was a pleasant surprise. I have not had an experience like that in a long time, so thank you for giving me that. Yeah, did you enjoy this movie? I thought it was fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it's been so long. I remember when um, Jojo Rabbit came out, actually Julie, of Thanks Julie, was in town, and she and another mutual friend of ours, and I think maybe Mel as well, but maybe not, I don't remember. But we were all hanging out, and we were trying to figure out what to do. And we were like, oh, Jojo Rabbit's out. And our mutual friend was like, oh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit. I really want to see that. And Julie was like, what's Jojo Rabbit? And I was like, now we have to see it. Uh, and she was like, all right, I'm going to look up the trailer. And I was like, no, 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 no. Nope. Because I thought like the biggest spoiler was that uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Jojo Rabbit, I apologize. But that um, Taika Waititi plays uh, the imagination Hitler yeah. of this kid. Yeah. And it's like all over the trailer. Right. And I was like, can you imagine going into that movie and not knowing that? And all of a sudden Hitler is like a comedic character. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's Taika Waititi of all people. Right. So. Uh, she went in and had no idea what it was and was totally blown away by the movie. And I was as well, but I, I would have liked to have seen it without any knowledge of what it was. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I'll say it's I can't remember what we were just talking about. It was I think it was another reading assignment, maybe. Mm. Oh, oh, I think it was um, Nemesis. Yeah. Where I was like, I think it's fine, but not because it's mediocre. It's still a big swing. Right. And I think a lot of it works and some of it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I I really liked it. I mean, I liked that we were... I was looking for a horror movie because it's Halloween, and I was like, but I don't want to do, like, the slasher thing, you know, like, you know, it's been done to death. And you know what hasn't been done to death? Alien movies. No, but this is... But again, this is like... You know, what was I going to do? We could have done, like, the Exorcist movie. We could have done... I was going to say we could have done the uh, comics that those guys gave us. They seem horror-themed, but... Right, 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 right. But I was just like, let's find... Let's... I want to find something. And I had seen this a little while back. Like, it hasn't... It's not... It's not completely new, but it's still... I mean, it just came out, I want to say, maybe last month in September. Yeah. And so... uh, And it was... It was kind of hot for a little while when it first came out. Uh, But I was like, let's... And I watched this and I was like, let's save this. This is really a unique movie. And I knew we had some space coming up and then it just works out that it's Halloween. And I was like, oh, this works perfectly. But I really... You're right. This is a big swing. And I didn't know... 
the big thing. So, uh, all right. First of all, we'll just say spoilers for no one will say. Well, you. So let's say first, though, you really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought there are elements of it that are very good. Do you want to try to talk about some non-spoiler things? Acting, CGI, stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. So um, the basic the pr- basic premise of this movie is it's a small town. We follow one woman. She lives by herself. Something is up with this woman as far as like how the town treats her. She seems to be a kind of like persona non grata in the town. Sort of a proverbial leper. Yeah, you're not really sure why or anything. She seems like a very nice person. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night one night and she's like, oh, God, this there's someone invading my home. There's a robber. here. Oh, no, it's an alien. And that pretty much goes from there. And it pretty much says, I mean, it only takes, you know, the whole movie takes place over the course of like, not even like a full, I guess actually a full day. I guess it would be. Um, Multiple days. Because we go through one night and then we go back into the day and then we end at night, right? Yes. So at least two full days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, but it kind of just goes straight through. And... Yeah, I, it's she's great. Wait, I got to look up. Um, I should actually pull up the Caitlin cast. Deaver. Thank you. Who is in Dope Sick? If oh. anyone has seen Dope Sick. She's done a lot of television. She has done a lot of, uh, of television, but she is great in this, even though they don't give her. Uh, I'll say this as spoiler free as possible real quick. All of the tools that an actor usually could use to be really good. Yeah, she is. You know, has, you know, she's acting by herself a lot of the time. That's true. And because she's acting by herself, there's other things that like normally an actor could play off of and and use for a performance that she doesn't have. And she and I think she nails that like really, really well. I think that's a really big challenge for an actor. And I think she does a really great job. I think she does very well. I, I don't know that I would use the word great or like nail it or like knocks it out of the park or anything. I think she does a, a very good job. Um, nothing about it like shocked me, though, or made me go like, whoa, I got to follow this person or whatever. I think she she definitely like, you know, does what is needed of the role and like delivers it totally as you know, as I expect, uh, like none of it is like, well, that wasn't very good or anything like that. Like, it's definitely like she, you know, delivers what is needed to the role. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. And I agree with you that those obstacles are certainly there. And she does a very good job, a much better job than most actors would do of overcoming them. Yeah, I think the story is really good. I think it's tight. You know, there's not a lot of chuffa or whatever you want to yeah. say, you know, a there's fat. a lot of fat. They give it just enough emotional underpinnings that you're like, all right, I'm not just watching somebody run around from room to room against a nail. Like, and you know, it's kind of, kind of pay off in some ways. It's almost too simplistic Mm. because they give it just that one emotional underpinning. And so you're like, well, this is definitely going to pay off somehow. And plot wise, I don't think they're bringing anything really, really new to the table. Yeah. I think the uniqueness of this movie and this story is not what the story that they're telling, but how they're telling it. I agree. But that being said, like I said, I really enjoy how they tell it. It feels a bit like it could, I don't think it did, but it could have premiered at like an independent film festival for sure. No, this came right out on streaming and I was actually really surprised by this. I think I was, here's why I'm surprised by this. 
especially now when we went an entire summer with a double strike and they were now pushing premieres back left and right and they didn't know what to do and they couldn't get the, the, you know, they pushed things back because they couldn't get their stars out to promote things and things like that. And we've had other movies come out where we went like this movie was good, but like it really could have used its stars out there promoting it. And like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one. Blue Beetles was one, was one where we're like, if the stars had been out there, you know, doing the rounds, I think this movie would have done much better. This movie, on the other hand, I'm like, what the hell? Like, you should have put this in a theater at a time when everything was cleared out in the wake of Barbenheimer, right? And everything else couldn't like make a buck because it didn't have its big stars out there promoting it. This thing has no stars in it. It's a very simple story. Yeah. It's for the most part, I mean, there's some good special effects in this, but for the most part, you can feel it's on the lower end of a budget, you know, it doesn't look cheap, but it definitely isn't like, you know, we're not watching Independence Day here or something. Yeah, And it feels a little bit like they sort of went against the grain with the casting, because generally a movie like this has a B-list actor who used to be an A-list actor in a supporting role. Or a B-list actor you can is that is so very clearly on the trajectory of going to an A-list actor. Well, like, no, even I, like a movie like this, when you when you cast, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. When you cast like no, mostly nobodies, almost always to get the funding, you need like a one face. Yeah. Like, who, yes. who am I thinking of? Like, a, I don't know, like even like a Christopher Lloyd or something has to pop up in it or yeah, something. Yeah. And then no, you're like, yeah. Oh, in a supporting role or something. Right. Exactly. Yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Or like a yeah. Kevin Sorbo like or Vince some Vaughn shit. gets right, in there. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he's in there for like a scene and you're right. like, oh shit. Yes. Um, or like you yeah. get somebody for the dad, like a, like a, like a Sam Elliott shows up for like a couple scenes cause he's the right. dad or whatever. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But this doesn't have any of that. And so you wouldn't have had to have a star go out and promote it. It would have, you could have found a beautiful pocket right there in September where there was nothing going on. And put it right there, and you would have made a hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, you would have just raked it in. And it's a curious idea on why they would have put this on Hulu, you know, and just kept it on streaming. Like, any other time, if this, if the strikes weren't going on, I would have been like, yeah, put this on streaming. It's a really good, as far as what you find just going straight to streaming, it's a really good movie on that level. Yeah. But like, no, if if everything else was coming out when it was supposed to come out. Yeah, if Pirates of the Caribbean 11 comes out. Yeah, or whatever, it's not going to yeah. do it's not going to do anything. But like at a time when the strikes were out and you're like, I don't know what to put out. Fucking put this out. That would have been I, w- I really would have liked to see this in the theater. Actually, this would have been really cool to see on a big screen. I think something like AMC and Regal would have helped support that as well, because they're probably hurting as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I. uh it's it's just a, this is a, an interesting little movie. What do you think of? I think we could still kind of be in spoiler free territory talking about this. What do you think of the aliens in this? I think mostly the C, like the CGI. Is that sort of what you mean? Either one. Just okay. like I think the CGI is mostly good until sometimes when it interacts with a person, it's OK. But a lot mm-hmm. of the times it, it starts to sort of fall apart. Yeah. They look very 
I don't think it's a spoiler. They look very regular. Yeah. You know, they look like you expect. I think that's what they're going for. Right. Yeah. There are a couple, I won't give it away, but there are a couple weird things about them that are interesting and fascinating. Yeah. So like physical things about them that are interesting and unique that are kind of creative, but there are also sort of um, story elements about them that are very unique as well that are definitely spoilers. Yeah. I I think I like the design of them a a lot. You can feel Brian Duffield is the guy who wrote and directed this and you can feel he like he thought this through really well. It's the second movie he's directed. Yeah. Only the second one. And it's really I mean this guy's really good for this being his second movie. But like there's what three different kinds of aliens in this. Yeah. They're basically, it's like the thinker and the that little one. Oh. And the, the navigator things. Then there are four. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yes. we'll get into spoiler oh, okay. territory we can, with that. Yes, that'll be in spoiler territory because I think that's debatable. Yeah. And we could go back and forth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had an idea about that. And I think it's open to interpretation. I wonder if it's the same idea I have because Melinda a, I, and I chatted I about it for a long time. I think we're both on the same idea. Yeah, and it's not. I don't. I don't. We'll know discuss that, it in spoil. Yes, Let's anyway, not say we'll too much. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is I think the little guy. I thought I assumed the little guy was a kid. That's the thing. So um, I actually I don't know why I. Everyone says he was a kid, and for some reason I thought it was an old one. That's because you just want to hit children. That's no. I thought it was like a, like an elderly. <laughs> no, one. I know. So you're like, no, no. Yeah. You should be allowed to hit that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, oh, uh, that's it. Because yeah. your subconscious is like, no, no. Don't worry about it, dude. You can totally kick that one in the yeah, head. Yeah. First, I was like because they have well okay first of all they have the thinkers they have the the one that is in the house most of the time I, here's what i like and uh again i, I i'll kind of say this as spoiler free as possible but like i do like that the idea of the aliens to me at least it felt like they're not this like almost omnipotent like uh, beings, they don't know everything already. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like you could get this feel, this feeling of like, they're figuring this out just as much as we're figuring this out Mm -hmm. from a different, from a different angle. Like there's one and they're not perfect. I think is what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of times in a movie like this, they're like this ultimate, Predator that can like yeah adapt to any situation or anything. There's one time when like there's one on a roof and it just falls off the roof. I had to go back and rewatch that because I was like, did I miss what she hit him with? And I was like, Nothing. oh, he just fucking he fell. just falls off the roof. He's just crawling. <laughs> they're not the used roof to the gravity, yeah. And they're not used to the gravity, or they're not used to like he's like he doesn't know that shingle is gonna fall, and he just falls. <laughs> he just fucking falls off a roof, and I loved it, and I was I laughed out loud at that, and I was like, that's kind of that small detail is kind of brilliant. I'm like, they're not perfect. Yeah. They're just these dudes who are just there to do a thing. They're just there doing a job and they're like, I gotta fucking deal with this chick right now. And like, they don't know how to do it. They don't know what her deal is. They're like, you know, the the ones looking at stuff in her house and trying to figure it out. The other ones are like, well, we gotta get her. And they're trying to run and they're tripping over stuff because it's just, there's something in the yard or whatever. And I like stuff like that. They're not, again, they, they don't like know how to do everything. They didn't come to this spot completely prepared for all situations. They're just like, we're here just trying to do this one thing, man. And we're just like, and this lady is just 
fucking our day up right now. And it's just really ruining everything. And I like that. I like the idea of like, yeah, they're just people. Well, not people, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're just, they're fallible, which I, I really like. And that is one little detail. When I see a story like this or a movie like this, where I'm like, this is again, it's not a new story. It's just told in a new way. At least you give me one detail about this story that I've not seen before. And I'm like, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen an alien fall off a roof before. <laughs> and that's what I want. I want more aliens falling off the roof. Okay, yeah. good. Do it. Do you want to get into spoilers? <laughs> yeah, let's get into spoilers now. Uh, so she. Uh, all right. We're in spoilers now, everyone. And there's a lot of them. Do you want to just do the the big the big spoiler of what makes this story sure. very, very unique right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most unique thing. About this whole movie is that there is two words of dialogue in the whole thing, I think. No, there's there's quite a bit more than that. If you listen closely, we watch with captions. There's background stuff, but I'm saying directly. She says she says three words and then the same words again. Okay. Okay. So five. So five total. Yeah. But there's really no dialogue, no actual like dialogue yeah even that is not dialogue right because dialogue is an exchange of words right it's just her saying some stuff yeah there's like maybe you know again there is and very very intentionally placed dialogue yes but next to that no one says anything the most the most you get is at the beginning she picks up a phone and someone is talking on the other end and then i don't remember that at the beginning at the like the uh like when she first wakes up in the morning yeah. and she's doing stuff, the phone rings, she picks it up and someone's like, I'm going to oh. fuck you up or something. And then she hangs up. Okay. And then when she's in the town, yeah. you hear a little chit. Yeah, someone chatter, almost sits like her with the a, car and is like, get out of the fucking get road the fucking or whatever. Road or yeah, something. Yeah. But you know, but that stuff, you never see someone speak. You just right. hear it. Well, and none of the like main characters. And no one else talks to her. Yeah. None of the like named characters have any lines except for her. Except for her. But no one, but the entire movie, she interacts with people. They don't talk to her. And in some ways you're like, why are they not? It doesn't. It took me a little bit to realize what was going on that like this was going to be the movie for a little while. And then I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And I also appreciated it simply because she is by herself most of the time. So like her not talking actually makes total sense it's not it doesn't feel like a very forced thing you know it feels like whenever they came up with this conceit they came up with it naturally of oh we don't actually need her to talk like ever and actually now that we're in this scene they don't need to talk at all either and actually no one needs to talk in this the whole movie really and then it just went from there. It just kind of comes. Oh, natural. and the mailman kind of talks when he's pretending to shoot a basketball or something. But yes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. But again, all that. Yeah, most of that it's still like background so chatter. Background. I agree. I just yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to add it. Yeah, but that's the thing. You can kind of remember those moments because they're so few and far between. And for a moment, I thought it was going to be kind of like a Book of Eli situation, where like I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. I'm about to spoil the shit. I know shit it's Denzel. Out of, yes, I'm, I'm about to spoil it for Go you. For it. The whole plot of that movie. I know movie, the end. I know the twist. Oh, okay. I know the twist. So for anyone who doesn't know, the, the plot of that movie is that Gary Oldman, the actor, not the character he's playing, is trying to find, I think, the last remaining Bible because of how much power it holds over people. Right. And there's this guy who has it, Eli, and he's been like 
traveling across the country trying to get it to like the last remaining church so that they can keep it or whatever. And eventually, I believe Gary Oldman's character gets the book and he opens it and it's all in Braille and he can't read it. And it turns out that Eli this entire time has been blind and you just never notice. And you just didn't right. notice. And I thought for a minute, like, is is she mute is that going to be what saves right. her? Is, right. is she deaf somehow, but then she has a phone and stuff like that. So I was trying to figure that sort of thing out. And it's not that it's just there's no she, there's no one else in her house. She never talks to any. She tries to talk to people a little. She waves to people. Yeah, and, no one wants to actually talk to her. Right. And you're like, why don't people want to talk to her? There are some major plot holes in this. Sure. When you do when you do a big swing like this, I think you're, it's but even yeah. stuff like I don't know, they're little little like plot holes that are just they seem so obvious and it's not necessarily a plot hole, but it's stuff like she doesn't have a single fucking kitchen knife. Oh, she didn't use a knife at all, did she? She was in the kitchen looking for stuff to use as weapons, and she fucking puts a pot of water on. And I was like, you don't have a single knife. That's- what she do? She can afford all of her food and her bills and shit and the taxes on that enormous house selling her mom's old dresses like shit like that i'm like what is, is that what she's doing is she selling her mom's old dresses i thought she was I sewing so. dresses i don't know could be it's still like i you're not gonna make enough money for that so like there were little things that i, I was know. like etsy man you never know i do i have one <laughs> i guess so you have one money. of her dresses i do i'm wearing it right now <laughs> How's it look? Oh, it looks very good. It looks very yeah. nice. Actually, you know how much it cost me? The stitching you know on that. You know how much it cost me? Uh, not enough to pay for a house and food. Well, you never know. She's. You might not be the only one. Okay, buying my, those dresses. Anyway, my point is, these are easy solutions, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like she gets a box cutter and uses it to kill a thing. So, like, just have her grab a kitchen knife and have her use it to kill that same thing. I'll be honest with you. I didn't notice the knife thing. I did not notice I totally it. did. I was like, well, it's even stuff like... I did notice the bo- the the pot of water thing. I was yeah. like, that is a long process. I know. To use but as a weapon. But even stuff like the, when she first comes out, I was like, you are a single woman living alone in the middle of nowhere. You don't have any form of self-defense. Like, I you thought a, a gun at don't least gun? in the middle of fucking nowhere. You must have a gun by your bed, a baseball bat, a knife, fucking anything. That know? looks like a very quaint small town. Sure. And you know who has the most guns? <laughs> People who live in very quaint that's, oh, that's small true. towns. Fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. It's like right there. nobody, nobody yeah. in your family had like your mom didn't have one or what. I don't know that. And that's less of a plot hole and more just like I was shocked. But you know what? Right. It could happen. Maybe she sold it yep. or, you know, she never needed it. Didn't to see buy what the a new use sewing was. machine or another dollhouse. Thing. Right. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But stuff like where does she work? Like, yeah, I, I was just so confused. The knife thing was a little weird to me. I was like, you've nothing. Not, do you have a shovel like nothing? Yeah. She was in the basement, you know? Yeah. And then she finally found scissors. And I was like, OK, there's something at least. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some sharp object around here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's stuff, little stuff like that that I was like, what the fuck is. It? And then. All right. Here's the other thing that like, I don't know. I'm going to say it like I'm complaining. Yeah. I don't know if I disliked this or if I liked it. OK. I'll tell you if you disliked it or not. Tell me what it is. They send her back to Earth. Yeah. Because she's sad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're saying. It's she's little... the only remaining one because she had a hard childhood. I don't know what that is. I'm going to level with you, too. Yeah. This is where I give it a lot of leeway. Yeah. 
because about three quarters of the way through this movie, I was like, there is no way this movie can end in a way that I will like. Right. And that's the thing. I was There's like, no way this single woman can overthrow the like total domination of an alien yeah, species. She's not going to Jeff Goldblum this. Right. Exactly. Okay? Like I was like, there's no way Yeah, she's not going <laughs> to she's not going to be the hero of the story. But also she can't. They're not going to take her and just like fucking I don't even want to think Anal about probe. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> really what I, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and, but for real, like, I think I would have liked it way less if she went up in the ship and then was like, what up, bitches? And like lit a Molotov cocktail and threw I'm it. And then, you know what I mean? Like, blow, yeah, she doesn't have a kitchen knife, but she's a full blowtorch strapped to her back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't think that would have worked yeah. for me either. So I wasn't sure what to expect. All right, let's talk. We're getting well and very late into this. Yes. Let's talk about um, what I think is a parasite. Okay, so to continue the plot summary now that we're in spoilers, the aliens come to Earth, right? And it's not just her house that is like a full-on invasion. And she ends up killing the first alien that's in her house and then goes running around trying to get someone to help her. And it turns out that these aliens come down and spit something in your mouth a little that, sea like, urchin. Then a little sea urchin thingy that lodge, lodges in your neck and then you are like part of them, basically. Part of their collective, essentially, right? So, at one point, it comes out of an alien's mouth because inevitably she gets captured by the aliens and so they're going to do this to her. And you see what this little thing is. So the debate now, as between Andrew and I, and online and everything... Are the aliens the aliens of this movie? And it's basically, is that little sea urchin thing part of the alien? Or is that another alien that took over those those other aliens and they're the real invaders? Because that's what I thought was going to be revealed. And it never gets answered. It's not necessarily that important (laughs) at the end of the day. Because I think it doesn't it's pretty explicitly said. Okay. Because when she remember when she takes up the rug and there's a line of goop running out the door. Yes. I think that's the and sea urchin the sea leaving. Urchin. It is. It is. But that doesn't necessarily say that that's like a secondary alien from another planet taking over another species. That could be. I don't even know. It could be an offspring of this, how this species works. Gave emergency birth or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that. Yes. It could be, it could be that you never know. But like the debate is like, is what we're watching an invasion by another species that already invaded like a third party. Yeah. Third party. So there's a, there's a prequel to this movie. Well, that that would make sense too. If, all the aliens we see are actually different species, species from different planets. But they look really similar to each they other. They do. You yeah. know what I mean? They look like yeah. they're three versions But also, versions Neil deGrasse of the Tyson same. always points out that like, whenever we, quote, find aliens, they look a lot like humans. Like, well, the they, first one we that see... That guy can get fucked, okay? <laughs> no, that but like, guy the first one we see in this movies. movie, the one you've called, like, the smart one, yeah, has the two eyes, two ears, a nose with two nostrils, one mouth, two yeah. arms, two legs, you know, it walks upright. Like, they, it, they look like humans. Right. So, like, it would stand to reason that, like, life takes a similar shape but they are all kind of the same color too. yeah they're all different shades of green and gray type of thing yeah, yeah but yeah. i yeah 
What do you? Okay, what do you think it is? I think it's a. I agree with that. I think it's a parasite. You think it's a third species that took over this species? That yes. So basically, there's a there's like another story before this one. Yes, where these little urchin things landed on that planet, took over, or in another body, yeah, or in another body, yeah, uh, it took over, and then they exhausted planet. all the resources from that planet and had to find and a new one. And then went yeah. and and used these this species yes. to go to another planet and come to us. Yes, that's what I think too. And but I think I think that because I just like that story. Yeah, I, I think you know it's what more I mean. It's just more fun. Yeah, it's more fun to be like, oh, there's a whole. You, I and it, this is more because of our interests in like comics and things like that. We're always looking for like oh the universe of this. You <laughs> well, know what me, I mean? It's just like, a more interesting story than like what what else could it be? It's an egg. What is it? Was what, what is what the sea urchin? What else is it? Is it an egg? Like I, you know what I mean? I, it could, but that's what I mean. I could be just something that this is how it's a predatory thing that they have developed through an evolutionary style. That is, it is not necessarily. So it's not necessarily like alive. It's not like sentient. Do you know what I mean? Sure. The way that you and I are thinking yeah. that it is. It could just be some sort of like seed or something that they produce, that their body produces. And then what? It, it eventually pops up out of the through the skin of the person and is it looks like one of the little aliens. No, I, but see, they never really they never really say what it does after that. Because we never really see we see everybody get taken over and then they get, you know, sucked up into the ship. But after that, we don't know what happens. Here's the other thing that makes me think maybe that's not what it is. Okay, there's a clone of her. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing. They clone everybody. So 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 what happens to everyone? Because they're not using their actual body. Right. Right. So this is the okay. This is actually where it kind of. Like nuke the fridge for me. Yeah. Is that when that clone of her showed up. So at some point a clone of her shows up. I'm just I don't know why I'm bothering to try and go through the whole plot. Yeah, of it this gets movie beamed down. It gets yeah, because now after like the last third of this movie, it gets a little it gets kind of crazy. Yeah, they they cloned her. It took me a second to realize what I was looking at. But yeah, they clone her. But I don't understand why why bother doing that. Do you know what I mean? Well, do they do that with everyone? I would assume that's the protocol. Right. Is that they go to a planet. So then they're not taking over the bodies. No. They're just making copies of all of right. them? Right, but they're making copies of them and they're putting Why? them. But that's what I'm saying. That's where right. I, that's where it kind of. And then knew. they all take dancing lessons at the end. <laughs> I, I actually love that ending. I, yeah, it was a nice flubber moment. It but, was yeah. a fun little, I was, and you know what, when I, okay. So anyway, sorry, the clone thing first. Yeah. I don't, that's where I'm like, I don't understand why they would do that. It doesn't like, I understand abducting people. If you're gonna, if you are for science purposes or like whatever, or if you're just taking over the planet, you're like, fuck it. We're just taking everybody up and we're going to just, they, they can literally take them up, strap them up and slit their throats like cattle for all I care. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't understand the point of putting a, a clone in because who's looking if the yes. idea is you're going to take over yes. unless you're not taking over the whole planet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're going to put the clones in to just cover your tracks of like, oh, these people, a whole town didn't go missing. Look, they're all right here. Yeah. And nobody is the wiser. Because, yeah, I assumed they were taking over the body because they needed to stay alive. And the easiest way to do that is like 
you know, maybe these aliens don't drink water. They drink something that isn't on this planet or there isn't. They drink gold or diamonds. Right. And so by switching to a different host, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have all of the resources that already keep that host alive. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. But if it's, it's a just, fucking clone. <laughs> but why clone and leave an extra one there yeah. anyway? That's that's the thing. So the ending, what we're talking about with it, with the end of this movie, at the end, she stays and... With all the the aliens take her up to the ship and they look into her mind and they realize she's a stone cold murderer. <laughs> she's just a fucking psychopath of a as murderer. Though, first of all, as well as though that's a surprise after she's killed like twelve of their soldiers. Yeah, that's true. But like the big tragedy, the reason no one will talk to her is that she killed her best friend when they were twelve. Twelve. I think? Which also, I'm yeah. like, come on. Like it's yeah, it's it sucks. Yeah, it's been. Presumably 10 to 15 years. Right. She was That's a kid. A th- okay. I, here's the thing. I go, it's not that I go back and forth. I kind of see both sides of it where I was like, and, and both sides have, for me, this was kind of a more of a plot hole where I was like, yeah, when she was, it, it happened so long ago. I'm like, really? Nobody in this town. Yes. Everyone's still holding on I to this. I have written here. Um, let me see if I can find it. My least favorite trope, a person who everyone hates, even though they're a pretty decent person. Well, that's the thing. And and like, for instance, like the mailman and it, although the mailman seemed OK, but like the mailman and like all the other people like want nothing to do with literally her. fucking everybody. everybody wants nothing nothing to do but what i'm saying is like those people are her age yes so after a while they would just be like whatever yeah like it you know that's the uh, thing that know. happened parent, and also she has to go into the, the girls the, she has to go get groceries like every week they must see her all the time for the, years but like the um she runs into the parents in the beginning of the movie of the girl that she killed and that I get yes. that. I'm like, yeah, sure. You'll never forgive that person. But like everybody else, she's, she doesn't have like one best friend or something right. like that kind of fell apart for me when I realized. Or what even like on. I live in a very small town. There are going to be mo- most of the people in that town will have no idea who she is. Even if they've heard the story, right. they're going to have no right. clue who she is. Right. But the other part of me was like, wow, she was 12 when she did that. She knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. she did the thing. It was the trope of like. I was angry and I uh, we got into a fight with my friend and I was young and I I didn't understand and I took a rock and I hit her with it. I forget if she <laughs> threw it or she hit her. She but she like whacked her with a rock in the head just yeah. once. And I was like, if okay, to, so if my my kid is five, okay, if my kid did something like that at five and accidentally killed someone, I'd be like, okay, it's horrible. But he's five and he literally doesn't understand life and death. You know what I mean? Like he does not understand the consequences. But at 12, you pick up a rock. You know what a rock is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know what that fucker's going to do. I agree. And I was like, and I'm not saying like the whole town should still see her as a pariah. But I'm just like, yeah, yeah, she should have done some fucking jail time. I think it's really what I'm saying. Like, she, nah, not at 12. Uh, she should have gone to juvie for a couple. Yeah, Maybe she, juvie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but that's what I mean. I'm I'm like, not tried as an adult. I, no, I see no, no. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like she knew life and death and she yeah. knew like hitting a kid in the head with a rock. Yeah. All right. I was like that. That's where I was like, what are you? Twelve. That's a little old. Yeah. For that. That's um, fair. So those two things, I was like, they both kind of fall apart. So I'm like, do they cancel each other out? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe. But yeah. So anyway, they see that she killed her best friend with a rock. 
And then they talk a lot in And they're like, Alini's. oh shit. <laughs> she yeah, knows her it, only weakness, right? And it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to use them. Put oh her back down. God. Wait, this planet's chock full of these suckers. We gotta get out of here. It's one big rock. Oh my god! This was a horrible decision. We're just little sea urchins. They could crush us. Quick, everybody, get out. She's gonna spread the word. Why don't they have any armor? They have like multi-planetary space technology. This is, again, this is another thing where I'm like, they don't have ray guns. They don't have shields. They're just like dudes who show up and they're like, we gotta do this. They're thing. so squishy. They are. But I like. Why the don't idea, they have armor? I like the idea that they. But for all we know, like this is phase one, so they're like they're just the poor schlubs who are like they're like yeah, Jerry, go check this place out. So just just report back. Let me know how it is. Yeah. And they're like, oh fuck. And they get, and that's what I mean. Like they get in and like we're just they're alien we're accountants just trying to land a fucking like this one whose literal job is like to stand in a yard and just be like, all right, back it in. Here it comes. He looks like the guy in an airport, and he's yeah. just like, back it in. Here we go. This is good. Right over here, you're gonna take it to the left. And it's like these poor idiots are just trying to do their job, and this woman's coming out with a knife and throwing rocks and shit, throwing boiling water. They're like, oh my gosh, to 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 the aliens, this woman is the predator. Let me yeah, tell you, they think she's. I mean, maybe that is why she dropped them. That they they let her go because at first it's like it's because she's sad or she's alone. Okay, but do you think that's what we would have done if we were like abdu- if we were going to conquer something and there was one that was fucking up all of our soldiers? We would have been, we would have abducted that one, had it in our our like clutches, and then put it and back then be like, down. Ah, you know what? It's really strong. We better put it the fuck back down that's what i mean i was like i it's funny because we just we talked about prey a little while ago Mm -hmm. and prey you can do the native american dub like the language dub and watch it that way and i was like oh that'd be really cool that sounds cool but then it would translate like you could get the subtitles if you wanted to that's cool and I was like, that's really cool. But I really wanted like subtitles for the aliens. I was, I want a version of this where you can hear what they're saying. Jesus Christ. I, what did you do to Eric? Yeah. Cause he's like, cause they, they come back and they have a long conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. in like this guttural language. And I'm just do you like, think they can also see like if they can access her thoughts Right. It's possible that they also saw like, Hey, if we keep fighting her, there's a good chance she's going to keep killing us. But if we let this happen, she seems like she's going to be pretty cool with it. I think that's what it was. I think they looked at it for me because people are like, oh, they let her off because she's so sad. And I'm like, nah, that doesn't track. <laughs> but also, yeah. like, that's all we saw. You're right. They, I, but also, I don't you're right. I don't think they saw her as like she is a great warrior. We must let her live. Yeah. I think they were just like, you know what? Everyone hates this chick. Like. Let's just let her go. Like she's not going to, she is. I think they looked at her and they were like, look at how pathetic her life is. Her life will be better off. She will be happier and less likely to keep killing us. If we let her. I wonder if they, if we just didn't see it, if they like ran a simulation in her head. Right. And saw like, Oh, if we just let her her go. Yeah. Yeah. If we're like, we'll give her her own. She's going to let us do what we want to do. She'll just let it go anyway. Yeah. She's more likely to just let us do our thing. I think that's what it is. I think the conversation was like, Oh, we should kill this bitch. And they were, she was like, no, no, no. He's so sad. And it's so touching. And, and I think they went back and forth. And then I think the final argument is just like, do you see how pathetic this woman's life is? Like she will, 
She'll she'll side with us on well, this one. I think one. as well. She didn't kill the one. She didn't do it on purpose. No, no, no. She it's... didn't kill the one that took the photo. No, she did. So I wonder if that was one of them. Yes, I and think it was. It was. Like, See, she's so sad, and she's got the photo of the. I think that was the point. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, she has lived enough of a heartache or something. But I think the common sense argument is the one I like the best, where it's just like, she's sad, guys, guys. This sad chick. Her life's so sad that she won't bother us. Just, this is going to be an improvement. This is, yeah, that's what I mean. I think the logical argument of like, we're going to make her life so sweet right now if we just let her go and let her live with all the clones. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they do. And honestly, as puzzling as an ending as that is, it is the only one I can think of that makes sense. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know? I, I loved this ending simply because it was like, well, what would be a better ending? Because it threw me for a second. And then I was like, well, what would, would be a better ending? Yeah. I can't think of one. You know, I will say if you can turn your brain off and just feel the movie, it's a 10 out of 10. Yes. I'll give it that. Yeah. 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 That it is. It, you know, it's not like a mindless action movie where you turn your brain off and you're like, oh, Die Hard 4 is pretty good if you don't think about it. Right. It is like if you just like watch this person and just go in with her and don't think too much about it. Yeah. You will leave feeling a catharsis of some kind. If, yeah. If you kind of go, if you're not watching from an outside perspective, if you try and like put yourself in her shoes and like go yeah. with her on the journey, Which they make very easy because most of it is in this house by, by yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And if you just kind of go with her on this journey yeah, yeah. then you're like, Oh, this is great. You kind of feel like you're next to her for you a do. lot of it. You do. They, you really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about this? No, I don't think so. I like it. I would definitely recommend this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you've got Hulu, check it out. If you don't, it's probably not worth jumping on for it. But there's a lot of good stuff on Hulu. Yeah, no, I wouldn't get Hulu just for this. But this is definitely one. If you have it, it's worth checking out. Yeah. And there's a lot of good stuff on Hulu right now, too. So it might be worth, you know, this might be enough to tip you over the edge and. If it's not, that's fine, too. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the reading assignment. Let's. Chris. Yes. Mr. Beaver. I hardly know Pablo Verduga Munoz, the writer of this work. He hasn't done much, but Mr. Beaver is a classic noir detective story about a hard-boiled detective who's the best at what he does. He's down on his luck, and he's calloused by the horrible acts of violence he's seen inflicted upon the innocent citizens of this cruel world. There's only one twist to this story. He was trained in an ancient martial art. Oh, and he's a beaver. Did I mention that? Anyway, Chris, I hardly knew her. What do you think about Mr. Beaver? I enjoyed this. This is a fun little thing right here. This is a fun story. Yeah, I mean, the the description you gave it, there's not much to say after that as far as like a plot. But it is take your basically typical action movie from the 80s and put a beaver in it and that's pretty much <laughs> honestly what it is but that's kind of the joy of this yeah. that's kind of the fun of this yeah it's like they just put this this beaver in this situation <laughs> and it's literally just he's it's you know some city there's a police department the city's over with crime you got the rookie guy and the chief calls him in and he's like I'm giving you a new partner and it's this guy from out of town and it's Mr. Beaver the most trained <laughs> agent in the history of law enforcement yeah. and of course Mr. Beaver is like I don't like partners that old cliche it's this whole I, I knew exactly where it was going 
and I don't mean this in a bad way. I knew exactly where the plot line was going the whole time because I've seen this a thousand times. But for some reason, there's a beaver in it. And let me tell you, and this is a spoiler, but I'll spoil it for you right now. They don't explain the beaver thing. And I kind of love it. I do. It's, it's yeah. I, listen, it's funny. I was I was reading this and I was like, honestly, as straightforward and cliche as this plot line is, if this didn't have a beaver in it, it'd be a pretty decent action comic. Yeah. And then the fact that it's a beaver for no reason at all and no one seems to care about that. Yeah. <laughs> makes it absurd and funny a lot of the time. Yeah. And it goes, I mean, it, it does kind of branch out. You get into like Mr. Beaver's origin story and it branches into like even weirder areas <laughs> of like how his training was and everything like that. Yeah. But it becomes, and it becomes absurd. But again, you just constantly, like every time I was in the plot and I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And then there's this chasing. There's a moment where you always step back, like maybe after half a page and you go, that guy's a fucking beaver right there. That guy is just a beaver. He's just a beaver. He's a beaver in a suit. He's a beaver in a suit. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I like it. I mean, on all. Yeah. The art is really good. Again, I talked about the story and everything, but even the dialogue, like it does, this does not feel like, uh, you know, we, we often talk about it's stuff that we get at Comic-Con or other people who's, who are independent writers and things. One of my biggest things is like dialogue is really hard to write, especially in comics. And sometimes it comes off really just like expositional and matter of fact. And this dialogue is great in this it flows really well it feels like a pro you know what's crazy about that what's it's that? translated from i believe spanish oh really i don't know who did the translation i don't know if it yeah. was the the writer uh, pablo verdugo munoz but um it, it's originally written in i think spanish yeah. he's from chile i think and um i think it was just sort of like for a for a like their Kickstarter or something. There was some special event that like they only made a certain number of them in English. Right. And then they ended up selling sort of the leftovers at Comic-Con and I happened to grab one. I, I just liked the cover of the art. And they also sold me with, I think I got the last one. Right. And so I was like, all right, I'll grab it. Let me grab it. You know, and I took it and I, you know, we talked about home. Yeah. By Julio Anta a couple of weeks ago. And we agreed that that was probably the best one that we had gotten from Comic-Con the year before. Yep. And I think I still believe that. But I think Mr. Beaver is my favorite. I understand what you're saying. Like we yes. often talk about the difference between the best and your favorite and how like I can look at something like the Blues Brothers and say that's my favorite movie. But it's not Schindler's List. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not Citizen Kane by any right, stretch. Exactly. And we know that. Yeah. So yeah, there yeah, is yeah. something about Mr. Beaver that I just I couldn't put it down like yes I was thumbing through it and I was just like it gets more and more insane with every page turn right it never feels like it's dragging it, there's never no. a, a dull moment it just flows seamlessly from one page to the next I read I think half to three quarters of this in like 20 minutes yeah because it flows so well and it's really fast paced mm -hmm. it doesn't ever feel like it's too fast where you're like you're skipping over you feel i you know there was um 
Oh, I always forget what the hell the story is called. The Mark Miller story. No, I'm going to say it. Mark Millar. I don't care. He can yeah. come after me. King of Spies. Thank you. I always yeah. call it Old James Bond because yeah. I can't remember what it is. But that one I remember we were saying, like, this feels like it's a pitch for Netflix and it's not actually a comic because it just wham, like yeah. really even for me. Through. I love a quick comic. That one was too fast for me, yeah, but that one was too fast. But this one is like it's quick and it's got the action beats and everything, but it it paces itself like an 80s action movie. It is right. just at the right pace yeah you know the action moves quick it pauses for some expositional scenes or anything which are not so heavy that i'm like god for the love of christ get through this but it and it moves really fast but it does yeah it does breeze through in a really nice clip it hangs a lantern on the absurdity too right like a, a, a story this absurd you can't live in a in one any moment like there's no one moment that you can hang out for 20 pages without going. This is a fucking beaver. You know, like, what are we doing here? Move on to the next thing. And this like there is no room to breathe, which is fantastic. Like there's not there's no moment where you sit and go, what's going on here? It just always moves. It is unyielding and unrelenting. Yeah, it is. It's funny because it's an action movie. It is not very bloody. Although, if I add kind of one note about it, is that I would go more like the absurdity. More like, what? More. You could go like, OK, we brought up Mark Miller and we know how like gory he can be and like bloody. I was like, mm-hmm. you could go Mark Miller bloody in this. Yeah. yeah. And it would become more funny to me. It would become more absurd because, again, <laughs> it's just a big old beaver in a suit. Do you think that it diminished it, that would diminish the 80s quality of it? Because the 80s, you know, action movies. I think you could up. All right. So maybe not Mark Miller level. Okay. I think you could find a happy medium between yeah, what yeah, this yeah. is and Mark Miller level and hit it there yeah. where it's like it feels it has the essence of an 80s movie this feels like an 80s movie right i think you could up it a little bit and it has the essence of an 80s movie but isn't yeah but if you're going for that absurdity like it becomes more absurd because it's this really like hardcore gritty r-rated movie <laughs> with a beaver like a hard r with a beaver <laughs> and i think because the only thing, again, is, uh, you know, the only thing that didn't quite work for me, and this isn't like a major thing, but the villain. The, OK, this is a very small thing. The villain's main like hold up in this. He is like a fear of lobsters. <laughs> and it's funny, but it, it was the one moment where I was like, you're putting in a funny thing here. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're not playing it straight right now. Yeah. And I was like, take that out put more gore in and I'm like chef's kiss this is like absolutely perfect I respect that opinion I think I disagree with it but okay not enough that I'm like you're a fucking idiot or whatever like yeah, I, no, I no. hear you yeah I, I man I just I, I, like the more absurd and crazy it gets the more I loved it the, my only concern is that correct me if I'm wrong you've read it more recently than I have it seems like it's setting up 12 more volumes 
because there's 12 villains, right? 12 rings or something. Yeah. It seems like that's what they're going to do because at the spoiler alert, but the, the he fights one villain of like a sect of of 12 a certain number, yeah. 12. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like they're going to do at least 12 volumes or or somewhere in that ballpark. Maybe, but it didn't feel like they were setting up because the villain again, spoiler for the end, but the villain kind of gets away. Sure. And so I was like, oh, I just assumed that he's going to be fighting that guy for most of it anyway. So oh, it, it doesn't okay. feel like a like what you're describing is almost like a Scott Pilgrim-esque. Like, yes, new that's villain what it sort of felt like arc. to me. But sure. But to me, when the villain gets away, I was like, if if that was the case, I would I'm like the villain would have died. Yeah, they would have killed the villain at the end of an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're setting it up for like the epic battle that is. But again, that's sort of why I said at least 12 I, I could be wrong. Right. I don't know. Maybe they'll introduce 11 of them in one book or something. Right. But it, it seems more likely to me that they're going to at least introduce each one in a different volume. Yeah. But we'll see how it pans out. But my only concern is that if you're going to have a long story arc, it seems like the absurdity like escalated throughout this volume. And if it does that 12 to 15 more times, you're going to be in some crazy weird territory. Yeah. I don't know if they could get that. Well, that's the other thing is like, I'm not sure if they could get 12 right. volumes out of this. I, this feels like a, would say like three yeah three four yeah three yeah, yeah. and then by that you well, it's a trilogy build it you know what i mean yeah and then you're out like because any more than that again like i worry the novelty would wear off well that's what i mean the yeah. novelty it didn't wear off in this but it is really good just alone as an action movie and so the chuckles that i got out of it was because every once in a while i have to pull myself out and go it's a beaver. Exactly. But then after a while, I just like settle in. I'm like, yeah, the guys, whatever. And then I'm just reading it straight and I'm not getting that kind of like comedic absurdity, which is what I think they're going for. Gotcha. The joke kind of wears out and it just becomes the reality after a while. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so we both recommend this. Yes. This is a, um, I don't think it did very well. I mean, you, we met this guy. I don't yes. know that you specifically met him, uh, but we, we saw him at Comic-Con. I spoke right. with him a while. Right. And uh, he he was shocked when I told him I was a fan. <laughs> and he got a picture with me so he could post it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people were coming up to him talking to him about Mr. Beaver, unfortunately. Which is a real shame. I know. I give this a huge recommend. Chris recommends it. I do, too. You can buy this uh, on um, Ben. If you search Mr. Beaver comic, it's one of the first things to come up. I believe it's on Ben Slobok's website, but... I don't want to have to deal with like spelling that and you getting it right and finding the URL and all that shit. So just search Mr. Beaver comic. Try to buy it if you can afford it. Give it a read. It's fucking fantastic. A lot of fun. It is. And it would support an independent comic creator. Uh, it was created, written and illustrated by Pablo Verdugo Munoz, colored by Jose Exposito, lettered by Garth Mathams and edited and produced by Ben Slabach. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but I tried my best. Yep. I'll tell you what. Do you have other stuff from Comic-Con you want to do? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do another one then. Let's do um, Tales Beyond. Let's do Tales, Tales Beyond. Beyond. Okay. You have two comics of Tales Beyond. That's the two. Yes. Okay. I was, I almost read those already. I have one. Did you get two or am I wrong? On that? So the other one is like a collection of sort of snippets or Got previews. Got so I can talk. I'll talk about both of those. So we met two very nice people who are comic creators. Who, yes. If you're listening, 
Thank you for saying hi. We love you. Yes. And I wanted to make sure that since we met you guys, we got to this pretty quick. We already had Mr. Beaver in the pipeline. So we wanted to get that done. We both loved it. And I want to talk about we also met that uh, creator at Comic-Con. And we met you guys. If you're listening, these two wonderful creators, uh, Chris and Andrea. Yes. And uh, they were very kind and gave us some free comics. So we want to talk about them on the show. Yes. So let's talk about those. Uh, I'm so on board with this. OK, great. Awesome. And you have two comics and I have a comic and a collection preview so we're going to read our separate ones it's a little bit of a different reading assignment than we normally do and then we're going to come in and talk about what we read yes awesome 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 i like this i like this a lot okay uh, do you want to talk briefly about birds of prey i yes did you read uh, both yes uh issues yes yeah we can talk yeah we have time let's uh, we can talk b- briefly chris birds of prey isn't just the cockney title for your love life <laughs> you want to do new this comic. you could do that joke didn't you <laughs> It's a new comic from Kelly Thompson. What have, what do you think of this comic run so far? I really like this. I, I, I really DC has been putting out a couple of good comic runs so far. Yeah. Uh, this Birds of Prey one is I literally only jumped on because I was like, yeah, issue one. Let's give it a try. And I really like it. I like the lineup they got. I think it's really ingenious. It, it, you've got Black Canary, Batgirl, Barda, Harley Quinn, and I always forget who this last hero is, and I can't for the life of me remember who it is. Katana. It's not. No, it is. It is Katana. No, it's not Katana. It's not Katana. It's someone but I else. Always think, I always think it's Katana. Yeah. But uh, basically, Black Canary's got to put together a team because they have to go break into. Wait, how much do we want to say? I was just going to say, I, I'm kind of hesitant. All right. I'm not going to say anything. She has to put together a team to go do a thing. That is very personal to her. And everyone's like, what is the thing that we got to do? And then she reveals it and they're like, you want to f- do what in the where now? What? Most of them are like, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. Yeah. And it feels like b- through both issues, you get the feeling like basically every issue, it's going to be every step of the journey. They're going to be like, this is never going to work and this shouldn't work. And then usually it doesn't and they have to figure out something else. But I, I love this group of characters as the birds of prey i love the style the art style of this book too. i agree i think it's really good because it's a very modern story and it is the art style in this is very like i want to say 60s yeah traditional yeah well, i think even it, it does a good job of melding traditional and modern artwork yeah right? it does like there's yeah. still some extremely vibrant colors there's the angles of, and things like that that you know yes. where they're hitting the the panel. There are action beats that are very visual mm-hmm. that uh, are, that you would not see in something from that long ago. Yeah, but I do love it. Gives first of all the simple art style. I don't want to say simple like it's amateur, but it feels like it's something out of like uh, you know almost feels a bit like a tank girl. You know, I've never read a tank girl. Oh, like uh, sharp, just very sharp edges. Yeah, it feels like um, pop, it feels like pop art. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. The the 60s uh, comics that they all pulled the uh, that what's his name pulled all the pop art from. I cannot remember his name now, but um, Warhol. No, not Warhol. There was the other guy. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, you're going to look it, it up. Doesn't right matter. Now. Yeah, it doesn't. No, matter. I'm not. I'm looking for something else. So you're on your own. OK, cool. Uh, but it's that simple style. But it's because it's a modern story. 
you know, they don't do the simple framing of like, you know, three characters just sitting in a line or anything like that. Like it gives it a more dynamic thing, but this beautiful art style to it, which also gives it a really nice flow as well. Like it, the simple art style kind of pushes you forward because you're like, there's not a ton going on in the in the frame all the time. Yeah. So it's not like I'm looking around to every single little detail before I flip the page. I'm just like going and going and going and going. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really, really enjoying this. I'm I'm interested to see where this is going. Would you like to ask me? Yes. What I thought of it. <laughs> what did you think of it, Andrew? Oh, thank you. I didn't think you were going to ask me that. I thought me asking you the question was going to. Oh, OK, I see what you're doing now. So that's sort of tank girl. Yeah, it's it's simple. There's like but sort of sharp points. It's simple. Bright yeah. colors. Yeah, I could see. I could see where you're pulling this. Go ahead. What did you think of this, Andrew? I, uh, you know, I th- it moves. To, if I'm being completely honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna start low and I'm gonna end high. It it does move a little slow for me. I like something that assembles a team very quickly. Like if we're assembling a team, each one I, it either needs to be an extremely interesting thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, something like the Seven Samurai wrote the book on assembling a team. Really, it did. That's there's a there's a bit we haven't done for a while. Oh my gosh, uh, Arnold, get that bit back, Arnold. <laughs> Get the Seven Samurai crate out, okay, buddy? But uh, it does a, a great job of... So the Seven Samurai does an amazing job of establishing who each of these characters are as they assembled in the team in different ways. Lichtenstein! Oh, Sorry, that's wow. the artist. Anyway, go uh, So I, I don't know that this quite nails that for me. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of that of like, oh, we're picking up this person, we're picking up this person. But one of the things that I admire about the way the seven samurai does it is it's it's almost like they're picking up strangers and they don't know these people and so they like test them and stuff and i think by just being like like a lot of the first issue is just like hey you want to be on my team no well what if we did this okay like that's most of it right that being said so like for the for the first three quarters of the first issue i'm not on board yet the like last page of the first issue gets me okay i'll read the second issue and then the second issue i'm more invested and it's it's starting to pick up a little bit for me i definitely can feel that i think that well the thing that drove me to i i understand what you're saying and i kind of had that feeling i was enjoying the journey but i was definitely like this is driving me to the end of the issue for issue one yeah and then i gotta see how it ends because black canary is the one putting together this team and she is going into she is clearly thought of who exactly she needs for this team. She, uh, when we enter the story, she already knows who she needs. And so, but she won't say why she needs them to us or them. Yeah. And so the beauty is, I think uh, just like having your protagonist be one step ahead of the audience and going, there's clearly a thought behind this, but I cannot imagine what she would possibly need. Like if you get Batgirl and you get big Barda, what else do you what wait you need more people than that like right. what else could you possibly need for yeah. this yeah yeah so i but i understand what you're saying but it, the mystery kind of drives you to the end of the issue and then once you hit that end of the first issue you're like all right i'm gonna go on to this is gonna get interesting in issue two and issue two you're right i'm now excited to see where issue three takes us yeah yeah now it feels like it's really kind of taken off cool um awesome i think that is it yeah, then. I think so. Yeah. Oh, actually, hey, yep. Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? 
I like that. Where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Twixer, where our handle is at Media Lunch I'm never going to let it die. Our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. Up. We're on Instagram. We're at YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on TikTok, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. We have merch on Teespring, which you can also find as a pinned tweet, a pinned X on Twixer, a pinned Twix on Twixer. You can also visit mm. our Patreon. Oh, I a candy bar. I know. It makes me hungry every time we do this. You can also find us on Patreon if you feel like adding a little bit of money to our, our little pockets. Let me tell you, they're actually big pockets, but they are empty. A huge pocket, but a little bit of money. Yeah, I found yeah. a tumbleweed in my pocket the other day. So if you want to fix Ooh, that, something you can, bit uh, my finger in you mine. Can, <laughs> you can visit pay. That was me. You can visit patreon.com slash the media lunch break to uh, see how you can do that. And we have lots of cool perks on there as well. Mm-hmm. You can also send us an email if you feel like uh, chatting us up at the media lunch break at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and or a reviewing Chris will talk a little bit more about that in a minute on iTunes SoundCloud or YouTube and special thank you to Julie thanks Julie who loved Jojo Rabbit of course she did yeah like Andrew said you can leave a rating and a reviewing and you can leave a writing app and it really does help it helps people find us so if you're out there listening go on whatever app you are on right now and leave us a five star rating here's the thing about that if you leave a five star rating you can leave whatever kind of review you want in there it really doesn't matter (laughs) this week I'll tell you what this week If you leave a five-star rating, because I'm sure you all went out and instantly watched No One Will Save You, you tell us what you think those little sea urchin things are, okay? Give us your backstory. I want to hear... And yes, sea urchin is a valid response. Yes, it is. This week we've talked about Mr. Beaver, we talked about No One Will Save You. Next week, oh, babies, it's going to be the best damn day of the week, the Tuesday news day. Oh, oh, the Tuesday news day? Yeah. Hot fucking garbage on my dick. Wow, that was our next t-shirt. Yeah. So next week's going to be the Tuesday Tuesday Newsday, and then after that, I think it's time for the Marvels. If oh, I'm correct, shit. if I'm if my calculations are correct, Let's find out. Um, and if it's not, then I will find a way to make it so it is not. Ah, I was off by a day by a by a week. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. Let's see what happens. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we got some time. Something will happen. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We could just do multiple. Uh, New York Comic Con things as well. Yeah. And try to knock yeah, out some of true. those. We could just do, you know what? Screw it. We'll still do the Marvels. I'll just make it up. <laughs> I still have stuff to read from the previous New York Comic Con. Yes, I know. So there's a stack, a mountain. Not many. I've got maybe like five or six. That's a lot. Um, anyway, we'll figure out any, uh, something. But uh, in the meantime, here's the thing. You're hearing us debate on, like, what do we want to do? What should we do since we're waiting for the Marvels? If you're out there and you're like, listen, I... Oh, wait, actually, <gasps> I might have something. I, I, uh, I'll talk about it off mic. Um, somebody gave us a suggestion. And that's the thing. If you have a suggestion and you're like, hey, listen, I just watched this thing. I think you guys should check this out. 
uh, send it over to us. If you have a reading assignment, right? We did Mr. Beaver. Uh, we even read a little bit of Birds of Prey because somebody said, hey, this should be a reading assignment. Send it over to us. Give us a reading assignment. Go for it. Uh, again, if you're a creator, you're out there. We met you at Comic-Con or we didn't. and But you're still out there and you're like, ah, I missed you at Comic-Con, but I do this thing and I made, I, you know, I wrote a comic or hey, I, I made a short film or I made a film or I shot a pilot or whatever, you know, send it over to us. All right. And you're like, Hey, can you give us a shout out? Can you read it and talk about it and send people my way toward, you know, people towards me, send it over to us. We'll happily do that. Right. We've done it before. We're going to do it again. We'll keep doing it. Other than that, that's it. There it is, man. That's how easy it is. We made a thing. We made a thing. We did. There wasn't a thing here, and then now there's a thing. Now you got some pure, uncut thing. Oh, the most purest, uncuttest of all the things, really. <laughs> and that's how easy it is, okay? So uh, if you're out there, you're listening to this, go out and make a thing right now, all right? Also, subscribe to us. I feel like I should start saying that more. Subscribe to us. If you're just listening for one episode, yeah. hey, just hit that little subscribe button, and then it just drops right in here. Every Tuesday. Yeah, just subscribe. Just do a little subscribey right there. Right in whatever app you're listening to right there. If you go in, you can hit a little subscribe button. There's a button right There's there. There's a button right there. And then... No, no, not that button. No, <laughs> that's the off button. Ah, that's fuck. the porn button. Oh, I don't yeah. know why it's there. I do. <laughs> I do. Because what else are you going to do after you get done listening to this? Well... You know? Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. Now you get it. Now yeah, you get we it. get the blood going. Yeah. Oh yeah. They get the we get the blood flowing, and they get the blood knowing. Blowing. Oh yeah. Yours was better. Yours fit with the porn thing. You're right. That was the right one. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There it is. That's it. That's all I got. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna walk away now. not actually walking away i was theater of the mind like that? <laughs> it was very good wasn't it it's very I, i'm sure it was very believable i've read i have read some other ones recently some of them are very bad i won't name them or show them some of them are okay no that'll be for the patreon the bad ones that's not a yeah. bad idea actually maybe i will make some patron only content where i do like mini reviews of bad things <laughs> of things i hate <laughs> if you want to hear us shit on some independent comic creators head on over to patreon.com yeah but you gotta pay for that yeah. i'm not gonna shit on people for free yeah. But if someone's going to give me money yeah. and they're like, hey, shit on a person, I'm yeah. like, I've done it for money before. And uh, I'll do damn it again. It. I was going to say, that's how I got my last job. I know. I know. I know where you were going. I know where you were going. You can't spell Cleveland Steamer without the word team. Oh, you're right. <laughs>